Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Rusty, welcome to Friday. Our first season for Friday. Welcome to season four Friday. Season four. That ain't right Friday. That ain't right. So you sent me an article. I did, you know, and uh, it's it's one of those things where a pop culture icon was created <laughs> just by their appearance on a TV show, you know. So, um... Or reinvigorated. Yeah, reinvigorated, reinvigorated definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is all about Mr. Chuck Mangione. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much about like his uh, his career and his, the significance of his career, and then uh, being a top ten hit, having a top ten hit on the top ten charts with mm-hmm. Fugelhorn. Yeah, Flugelhorn. Yeah, he um, so Chuck Mangione. Um, I remember. So I was born in Taiwan, Taipei, Taiwan, and um, my dad had a bunch of vinyl, um, and it was all like uh, bootleg vinyl. So most of the vinyl would be, I don't know, it'd be like orange or something, but you could see through it. It was weird, right? Yeah, wacky press, whatever plastic they had in Taiwan at the time. Exactly. Yeah. And one of those was a uh, Chuck Mangione album. Oh, wow. I remember we had some Elvis stuff. We had some, yeah. you know, some 60s, 70s kind of things, right? Because born in 69, so a little bit before that, a little bit after that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, so I remember Chuck Mangione and Feel So Good from when I was a kid. 
you know, uh, yeah. because you, I would. Do you, did, did, are those still like, ex, do they still exist or has that been thrown out in the trash? I've got a now? lot of them, I believe, at my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's great. A couple of Christmases ago, I bought my dad another record player since they're back around, yeah, you know. They're huge right now. And gave him, uh, gave him back some of his albums because that is the cheapest gift you can give somebody is some of their own shit. Yeah. Cassette, so. You know, cassettes <laughs> are like huge too. Like yeah. Taylor Swift yeah. has been releasing oh, yeah. cassettes. And yeah. Billy Eyelash. Yeah, Billy Eilish. Or Eilish, uh, <laughs> whatever you say. Well, they're releasing it. She's releasing it under Billy Eilash, Billy you know, Eilash. On, on cassette. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, vinyl was always really cool to me, um, and I would use them when I was a little kid as playing disc jockey. Yeah. You know, I'd record stuff, and then I'd do my little disc jockey thing in the middle of it, and then I'd record another one and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from, from early days, I was doing this this kind of ridiculous stuff. Um, <laughs> but Chuck Mangione is one of those guys that I just remember because of Feels So Good. Um, him and Herb Alpert. You've heard of Herb Alpert, haven't you? And the Tijuana Brass? Uh, I've heard of Alpo Dog Food. <laughs> is, it, is it the same no. family? Is it the Alp- no. Alpert family? But as a as a kid, I remember being a big fan of the Herb Alpert album because it had a naked woman covered in... in um, uh, Dog food. No, no. Covered, covered in like whipped cream. <laughs> oh, whipped cream. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. A young and lad so would appreciate young that. Young lad would, yeah, does appreciate, would definitely appreciate the album art of a, a woman Herb covered Alpert. in whipped cream. That's right. Not Herb covered in whipped cream. Not Herb. No, that wouldn't have sold but near as well. Woman. Okay. Uh, so in this article, they talk about a couple of things. One being uh, the fact that King of the Hill did use guest stars quite a bit. Yeah, they did use guest stars quite a bit. And uh, that's another article that I was reading too, was uh, kind of like Pamela Adlon. She was, uh, she was one of the first voice actors around that era to get like an Emmy for, for the wow. voice acting part yeah. and be an actual voice actor. Cause a lot of uh, Emmys that were being given out at that time frame were voice actors that were huge stars. You know what I mean? Like Mel Gibson got one for like Pocahontas or something. Yeah. Uh, not an Emmy, but he, he got right. You I know, understand what whatever you're saying. Sure. Accolades for it. So a lot of the accolades that were being given out to voice actors were like traditional actors that do voice acting. So, uh, yeah, so that was that was one thing that I like. Uh, I like about uh, King of the Hill is the uh, amount of guest stars that you get and the quality of guest stars. And uh, yeah, even if you count the just, country music guys, is what I like too. You uh, get a lot of there's not very many shows where you have country music artists doing voiceovers on characters on TV mm-hmm, show because mm-hmm. he had. I mean, he's had everybody on there, you know. Yeah, you know, even uh, you talk about people like uh, 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 Tom Petty. You know, Brittany Murphy was already kind of coming into her own. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these folks were already uh, either stars or well on their way to being stars. Yeah, you yeah, know, not already already being. Tom it, yeah. Petty was huge uh, at the time. Tom Petty was huge. Well, another thing about Pamela Adlon too, she was uh, uh, before she kind of broke King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a child star. Pamela Adlon is actually she's a child actress, and she was in that weird phase between being a child actress and figuring out the next stage of her life. And she was broke. Right. So she was like selling her vinyls to like pay bills and stuff like that. Wow. And, uh, so she then got the voice acting started, you know, becoming a prolific voice actor like she is now. Cause she's voice acted a ton of stuff now. So a yeah, little bit about Chuck Mangione, uh, from this article. And I believe this was CBR. I think was it CBR? Okay. Yeah. Cartoon book uh, yeah. Co- or comic books review or something. Yeah, I think it's the, the page. They all kind of uh, go together for me. Yeah. Um, so Chuck Mangione came around, uh, with art, Blakely's A.R.T. Blakely's band Jazz Messenger in the 1960s. He was just his backup. I haven't either. 
he was just this backup guy who played the flugelhorn, you know, and trumpet. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, any of you have any recommendations for flugelhorn player music that's not <laughs> Chuck Mangione, you could email us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H at gmail.com. You know, every time I, I you say flugelhorn, I always think of uh, Master of the Pan Flute. Yeah, well, I played Zampir. trumpet. Well, I played trumpet when I was in school. Yeah. I, I did it for like three and a half yeah. years or so. But I still don't really know what the different. I don't know what a flugelhorn. Yeah. I don't know what the no, significance or the difference is. I have no clue what a flugelhorn difference I, is. I don't know. No. I, I think it is a marching trumpet, maybe. Like really? A, like a marching version of it. Because they have like marching versions of different mm. instruments and stuff like that. And I think that might be like. Yeah. Like some brass instruments have specifically for marching, and then they have like the specific orchestra version mm. of that instrument. You know what I mean? Wow. Who knew? It's like tubas are, are different for marchers than they yeah. are for people who aren't marching with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Like they have different versions of they them? They have or? different versions of huh. them. Like, well, I mean, because you got baritone, you got yeah. all like the different stages like, like that for yeah. almost every instrument and stuff like that. But they have like orchestra versions because, uh, like some of them are designed a certain way, like a sousaphone is uh -huh. like a tuba for marching. It's for Dr. Seuss. It is. For Dr. Sure. Seuss. Sure. Yeah, it's really wacky and colorful and rhymes. <laughs> it's got horns here. coming out that you don't even use. Uh, yeah, it's they got just all kinds of randomly yeah, sure. launch stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so he came around uh, with uh, Art Blakely's Jazz Messenger Band. 1977, he releases the song Feels So Good. Oh, wow, 1977. Um, yeah, 1977. Think about that for what a second. What a time to be alive. <laughs> he, uh, it, wasn't that the gas price? Wasn't there like a The 77 like a, a was pretty rough as far as gas. Yeah, we yeah. ran out of it. Uh, at uh, It peaked at number four on Billboard Hot 100, which, that's, holy crap, that's for a jazz piece, which is what this is considered. Yeah. Top four is gigantic. It's gigantic. I mean, well, it's I, huge. Yeah, especially since it's not 1940s. The uh, the thing that's cool, I think, about it is I think it might have just been like uh, it was a, a a little darker time, you yeah. know, recession, didn't sure. have gas. OPEC was holding up on mm -hmm. gas and all that stuff. I think it was the, like the nation might have just needed feel so good at that time. I think that's what it was. It was just like the the environment was conducive to a song that felt so good. Yeah, to pass through like it did because everybody needed to feel good. And oh, Chuck Mangione yeah. in 1977 helped the, you know, he helped everybody on the Billboard 100 feel good. Well, he became so popular um, that uh, he also had two of his pieces as the opening ceremony uh, songs for the Olympics. Wow. Uh, one Montreal 1976 and the next one Lake Placid in 1980. So, so two Olympics in the, two aren't Olympics. they, aren't they every four years? Four. Yeah. So two in a row. Well, I think they alternate. I think it's like, I think we get one every, every two, two years, years, but, but it's, it's summer, like winter, summer, winter, winter, summer, yeah, winter, yeah, yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. winter. Yeah. Uh, and then he composed the theme to the 1981 movie, the cannonball run. Oh, Cannonball Run. <laughs> Do you know Cannonball okay. Run? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Burt Reynolds, um, okay. Reynolds was, was the big uh, one yeah. in it, and it was all about uh, this race across the country between these weird characters and stuff. And yeah, so uh, Cannonball Run was a big one. It was yeah. it was right after um, Smoking the Bandit. So oh, okay. Yeah. So he was riding off that 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 success. Oh, yeah. That was his oh, big yeah. one, though, right? That was like the. the 
Well, that's not the one that like broke his career, but that was the one that kind of like revitalized that that era of his career. Well, I mean, this is eighty one, so you're wasn't talking he about sixties, didn't he? Like you're what, talking Burt about Reynolds, like he, from the sixties. He started in the sixties, and this is yeah. all the way up to eighty one. Now he's doing the 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 yeah. theme for Cannonball Run. Oh wow! So I mean, he's he's got a pretty damn good career at this point. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. established. Uh, then uh, part of his recognition, and and you gotta you gotta imagine this is partially due to King of the Hill. Uh, he even exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Whoa. Because... <laughs> okay, that's not something I knew about because uh, I stopped watching Marvel movies yeah. somewhere after Spider-Man in 1999. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. He, uh, uh, at the beginning of Doctor Strange, uh, Stephen Strange is uh, playing Stump the Surgeon with his staff in the opening scenes, and one of the songs is Feel So Good that he plays. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm going to have to go find that, just that scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure somebody's isolated it already. Dr. Strange names the tune without missing a beat and even expresses respect that Mangione charted a top 10 hit with a flugelhorn. Oh, wow. So that's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, that in, the, is cool. in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic yeah. Universe. No, that is cool. So what other jazz musician can you think of that's been in all these universes? I mean, think about it. King of the Hill. He's been in the yeah. Olympics. Not he's been in Cannonball Run. He's been in Doctor Strange. And I can't, well, what a career. I can think of a time where there was that many people in different universes. If you want to, if we want to explore that just for the, for the sake of the conversation, Cab Calloway. Yeah. Oh Cab yeah. Cab Calloway was in, uh, man, what is it? Blues Brothers. Oh, that's right. The, well, the Blues Brothers universe too. He's yeah, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Blues Brothers. Manny was, the Mocha. I man. love that scene. That is just an amazing scene. Even though he was old at that point, yeah. it's still just, uh, I could see how electric it was to watch somebody like him on stage. Oh my gosh. A, uh, shout out to Cab Calloway on the animation thing too. So, yeah. uh, like the animation that we watch on King of the Hill and stuff like yeah. that, how fluid all the human movements are. Sure. Whenever they were doing the rotoscope where they were putting, uh, uh, pretty much just tracing paper over live action, you know, video or, or film. Mm -hmm. Cab Calloway was the very first. He's the guy where we get, he's really the, the animators chose him for the fluidity of motion, like the, the really? singers or whatever. Yeah. Wow. So, so they used Fleischer studios. Sorry, Fleischer. Yeah. Fleischer. They used him as kind of a, a, a stick figure or a dummy yeah, so or the a ghost, whatever. Yeah. The ghost that's doing like the, the, the black and white cartoon of the ghost where he's, you know, kind of just walking with like a swagger and he's kind of got cab Calloway playing in the background. That's usually what the yeah. song is that cl they clip with it. So yeah. 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 Um, so the, the thing I remember most about Chuck Mangione is not even his his actual appearances on King of the Hill. It's mostly the the cardboard stand-ups in the middle of the megalomart. Yeah, that's all he that, or, he or, shows up more than he actually shows yeah, up. Yeah, his appearances yeah. and it'll even tell you in the show on the show notes and stuff like that of the stuff that we get all of our research from. It'll yeah. it'll say on there Chuck Mangione and then it'll say but there's no speaking part for him. It's just him there. <laughs> like he's in the background walking through through the I scene just, or something. I just love the the like the open sign on the door at, at Megalomart says feels so good to be open you know <laughs> yeah. or something like that you know yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah, stupid. Yeah, i love it yeah <laughs> um but all and, and you know we get we get mangione throughout the entire series um just in these little spurts you know uh here's chuck mangione for dog food at megalomart here's chuck mangione on the uh, the sign that says open here's Chuck Mangione after Megalomart blew up. He's, he's, uh, he's on one of those big cardboard signs and it says, feels so good to be reconstructing or whatever. Yeah. Says, yeah, yeah. Right? Whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
And then it all remodel feels so good. (laughs) This remodel feels so good. And then it all kind of comes to a head. Season seven, episode ten, Megalodale. Um, Megalodale. This is the one where um, Dale is brought in to get rid of raccoons or whatever's living in the Megalomart, eating all the stuff. Finds out that it's Chuck Mangione living (laughs) inside of the Walmart or Megalomart. Sorry, I don't know what's going on in a man's life. Where you've gotten to the point where you're a serious jazz musician, you're being kind of lampooned by this King of the Hills show, and then at some point you're like, eh, screw it, I'm living in there, and I'm (laughs) this desperate guy. It kind of parodies uh, (laughs) that movie with Natalie Portman where she has a kid in Walmart and she lives inside of Walmart for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It probably came around, I think that that episode would have probably came out after that movie aired, because I think that movie came out like 01, so if you're in season 7, you're past 2001. Sure, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So... This the the series was was always respectful to him, even though he was a little bit of a pain in the ass. Think of the royalties. Oh my gosh! Think of the royalties he still probably draws out of that on syndication. Every time Peggy runs into the or in the kitchen, humming feels so good while she's making you know ants on a log. Yeah, well that's the that's the great thing about royalties and syndicating programs in foreign countries. You know, there 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 there's people that are still making money off the Golden Girl somewhere. You know what I mean? Like Chuck Mangione. It's a check in the mail for 69 cents or something, yeah. you know, whatever. Well, probably, it might, hey, it might, be, bi- it might I, be bigger than that. Who, who knows, knows, man? Because I know that, uh, what was it, Seinfeld in syndication? Yeah. That literally, they made more money in syndication oh, yeah. than they ever oh, made during the show's run. Absolutely. Ever well, you made. think about Seinfeld, Friends, probably King of the Hill, yeah, Simpsons, a lot, um, a, lot a lot of those shows that you can just find anywhere and turn on. The yeah. Office. Um, oh, you, man, you know, the office. office made more money in syndication than it ever made in, yeah. in a regular run. Well, our friends out in California had Rain Wilson on their show. Did they really? Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't know that wow. Nicole was, uh, she's, she's the one that started his career. She broke him. She was his first, uh, his first, uh, big really? agent. Yeah. She was his first big agent. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so it, the, the article kind of wraps up at the end here and says, um, that they hope that they can find a place for him in the new series. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm really hoping that that's the case because I don't think he's it would be alive. the same without it. He's still it. alive, right? He's still I believe around. So yeah. I mean, um, he, and even if he's not, they would they would definitely have to have some kind of tribute or something if he's not around anymore. Yeah, I would think I an think entire. He's alive. I think I would know that if Chuck Mangione was dead. I would have you yo, you would have heard it through the grapevine by now. You you'd know? feel it in your bones. Yeah, I feel it in my bones. It's raining outside. <laughs> you know, I feel it in my bones. Um. Yeah, I believe he is still alive. Yeah, he'd, be, um, he'd be an elderly man at this point. I'm sure up in his seventies of. of maybe even in his 80s yeah if nothing else they should uh at least give him uh, a great send-off you know even if he's not um i am looking here to see oh no he's still alive you see him yeah he was born in 1940 so he so he's up there he's 82 he lives in wow, uh, 82 oh he was born in rochester he doesn't live there never mind. so say where he yeah, lives uh probably california hawaii nah, it doesn't something say nothing like that. about it but it does say that the the series finale in 2009 included Chuck Mangione one last time, and he played the national anthem and segued into Feel So yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, in an homage to the series, uh, Mangione has an album called Everything for Love, and there's a track on there titled Peggy Hill. Ah, that's great. So I that's think wonderful. on my way home from the studio right now, I'm going to be listening to Chuck Mangione's Everything for Love, Peggy Hill. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. I think, uh, uh, and I think that disc. When did that CD come out? Let's see. Uh, 
That's wonderful to know, though. Uh, I just wrote that down because I want to try to get a get a copy of that. Um, yeah, no, that's so. That's yeah, I, I guess I guess this whole this whole episode, we're basically saying how much we appreciate Chuck Mangione. Yeah, being it's a Chuck in, Mangione tribute episode. in the series, and then uh, how much we're looking forward to seeing him again in the new. I would the love reboot. to see him. I would love to hear. Feels so good. With Hank on screen. Oh, heck time, yeah. You know what heck I mean? yeah, man. Anytime. I'll take yeah. that anytime. And then I think what would be funny is if they started adding in more Chuck Mangione jokes inside of Megalomart, like sure. uh, standing in front of like the four ply paper, toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. Feels so good. Sure. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> sure. <laughs> or by yeah. the beer aisle. Yeah. By Bush Light, it feels, it feels so, so good. good. After two or three, <laughs> yeah, it feels so three. good. Yeah. Well, Bush Light, probably about six or seven. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, nobody's buying Bud, so yeah, nobody's buying so, Bud right good now. Good job, Bush. Woo. Yeah, you, you stuck it out long enough, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, is people stop buying Bud Light and just they're buying different Anheuser Busch products. That's instead. it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They, like they, I, they own all of Amer all of piss beer that people like. All the care. American beer. They, they're it's they're either that or Coors. Them. You know, it's one yeah. or the other. So and Coors has a you know a pride campaign too. So sure. You know, if, sure. If, if, if you're basing uh, your beer and uh, on your political tastes, well, if you're basing anything you better tasting on beer. the commercial stuff like that like like you yeah. know if i'm basing whether i eat uh papa yeah. john's pizza well and whether i like shack or not you know i'm the probably lady got fired the... the lady that did the campaign at bud light got fired anyway oh yeah, yeah. that they whole did, that, know, whole that whole thing blew yeah. up on, you know it just it, yeah. it dropped they lost like so much in market it share was, and, everything. It, and, and this is just my personal opinion that uh they took uh, one giant leap rather than taking small steps yeah it was and well on that you you got to you gotta know your audience. That's true. Read the room. You know, uh, truly did an ad campaign like that. It might be different, but you're talking about a beer that yeah. blue collar rednecks drink. You that's know, right. that's that's your that's your bread and butter of that yeah. audience. Yeah. that's who it is. You know, your Lone Stars and your Shiners were were smiling bright. Yeah, you well, know, they well, were like, oh, thank God. Well, right now, uh, uh, men who aren't comfortable with their sexuality aren't drinking Bud Lights in front of their friends because mm -hmm. they're afraid of the jokes that are happening. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really care. I'll yeah. drink, I'll, I don't drink beer anyway, but I, I would drink it regardless of whatever in front of whoever because I'm not drinking beer for politics. I'm drinking beer to get drunk. Well, even you know when I drank, I mean? well, even when I drank beer, I didn't drink Bud Light necessarily. I just didn't like it that much. You yeah. Know? I didn't think it was uh, that great. I drank cheap beer. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna say that. Oh no, I would beer. drink cheap beer. I just didn't drink Bud Light. Oh, Bud Light. <laughs> I just didn't like it. Well, as long as you're not drinking old yeah. Milwaukee. No, no old Milwaukee for That's me. That's my dad's beer choice. He likes the old Milwaukee. There was a lot of uh Lone Star yeah, and things like that. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. I never really understood the Pabst Blue Ribbon thing. I really didn't like Pabst that much. Eh, Pabst is okay. fine. It's fine. I don't know. At a certain point, Blue beer Blue. tastes like beer unless yeah, unless yeah. you're drinking like a dark or a whatever, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Never tried an Alamo. Don't never know. Never tried Alamo? Don't know. No. no. We'll never know. Hey, if you haven't gotten a chance, uh, go watch our episode from Monday. And I do say watch, not listen. Yeah, watch. We've got um, a watch episode. Yeah, the first, first time YouTube. we're on video. If that doesn't scare you away, then, then buckle in for the rest of the ride yeah so we whether you like it or not that's that's how monday is going to be consumed and if we have anything like super special on fridays we'll we'll, we'll do friday too on a video well it'll, uh, it'll still be you know the same old show that you're used to yeah uh it's just there's one more way to consume it if you want to and you'll be able um, to see as if that's how yeah. you choose to consume it if you want to look yeah. at me and mike while we're talking uh which that happens to be a, a very voyeur ex, uh, a voyeur exhibitionist like exchange <laughs> yeah. that that's pretty popular on the internet you know the old youtube we need to get somebody in here with a trumpet to play feels so good for us one time uh 
I could talk to my little brother. Yeah. Uh, my little brother played in college and everything. Like yeah. He's played for the MCC We need Banner somebody. We need somebody to I, play I need field to, so uh, good. I need to see if he could even do that anymore. And if not, uh, my son plays clarinet. Yeah. By the time we finish this show, he'll be at a good enough point to where he probably could feel so good. I've got a, I've got got like a, a year or two guy here, here in town named Saxy Gerald. He plays a uh, saxophone. I'm assuming we so could get him to So are we going to get like an ensemble of people to play feel <laughs> so good? very nice. Yeah. Uh, like we're going to be like the DJ Khaled of <laughs> jazz <laughs> in Waco. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Just right in the middle of it. Blah! Blah! <laughs> what is it good for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Uh, Rusty, you want to tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us at B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H on a lot of different stuff uh specifically please go to our youtube go over there subscribe we've got like 56 subscribers uh i'm in the middle of still uploading our back content so anybody that listens to this episode because season four from now on i'm putting i'm going i'm putting it all straight up there from season four so uh season two and three i still have to get uploaded into it but bear with me it's www.youtube.com slash at b W A A A K O T H. You could also go to L I N K T R dot E E slash B W A A A K O T H. And all that stuff's there nice and pretty for you. But yeah, go check out our YouTube. Uh, you know, throw some comments on there. So throw some suggestions. You know, throw some hate on there. Whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better in life. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll take anything you got. I'll take anything you got. I love it. I love it. Uh, actually, uh, also, shout out to, uh, there was a guy on our Instagram that reached out. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't had anybody really say anything a while on there, but he left a uh, a nice little note for me. Well, you know, you saying that about. has reminded me that there's an email too. I tell you what, let's do, uh, let's do this. Uh, next Friday, what yeah, we'll Friday do we'll is we'll hit up the Instagram comments yep. and any emails we've gotten and stuff like that. So next Friday yeah, will be a, uh, a we'll fan based fan based episode. Yeah. So get them in. If you want us yeah, to get just, them in, let's talk about, to talk about you or talk about something you got to say about King of the Hill, get them in. Uh, all social media is open, uh, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, uh, all that. Yeah. So just go messages. Go, uh, go now. Do it. Do it yeah. now. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Also go over to roguemedianetwork.com <laughs> and check out a host of uh, a whole host of other podcasts. We got a whole range of stuff. For There's you a to bunch go check and a out. lot coming. There's a lot coming. Yeah, a lot of new stuff coming. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Women's on you. Women's on you. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.